Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Will, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. Thanks for joining us at Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. Donovan Mitchell, a New York Nick. We're going to get to that, who said that, in a couple of minutes. But real quick, Philip Broom hit us on Twitter. We just had a discussion about Tiger Woods calling out golfers, leaving the PJ Tour to go to live. He hit us on Twitter, KJ and Max, saying, for perspective, take live and replace with any of our other major sports. How the response be if guys left to go from the NFL to the CFL? Well, the CFL was paying $200 million guaranteed. It'll make you look at it differently, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Did you, did, it there's no difference, Dan. Are they saying because the country is that is that what I'm hearing that's what here, it Freddie? Is. Yeah, that's what it because is. Because there were yeah. other leagues yeah. like the USFL mm-hmm. that was in place many years ago. Yep, in competition with the National Football League, and guys abort the uh, NFL to go to the USFL. Herschel mm-hmm. Walker, Jim Kelly, Steve, Steve Young, Young, and a host of others. So if that's what he means, that's already happened. If he's talking about from a country standpoint, leaving the U.S. to go to Canada, and they're giving me two hundred million, what, what what's the flight reservations in the name? And- <laughs> Not even that, Key. I'm, I'm gonna get that PJ ready to go. I'm gonna have the assistant do it with two hundred million. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. I've heard Vancouver's lovely this time of year. I, I yeah, don't what, understand whatever. Why- however, we get there, Jay. If we took the. Uh, Gray Dog, which is the Greyhound. Yeah. And we got there. I'll take the Greyhound bus. $200 million, and I have no money, and I'm young. Mm-hmm. Then, yes, I'm doing it. The, 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 the key is what you said. If, if Saudi Arabia was not backing the Live Golf Tour, there's nowhere near as much animosity. We might have seen more PGA Tour players but, lead the PGA Tour to go to that golf series if Saudi Arabia was not backing the Live I, Golf Tour. I series. understand the political but, side of things, and – like Jay said, it, you got a lot going on in sports and in the world in general. Our own government does things that we don't agree with, right? And and so in in cahoots with other countries, things that we don't agree with. So I understand all of that. I get it. But you also got to also understand where these families and these young men are coming from. I just laugh at all that, Key. I mean, for most people – Take a look at the daily products you use in your life and do some diligence on those products and see where they come from. And then look at look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know, I know a lot of people, we live in this world where it's like, oh, you're wrong. I can't believe mm-hmm. you would do this. Yeah. But it's like, you know, a lot of people tweeting about that from their iPhone. I'm like, okay, look that up. <laughs> you know, it's just, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it's different if you pay attention to the brands and, and some of the things that are around it. Sure. That's all I'm saying. It's all. It's always different to it becomes you, right? Yep. Yeah, but it's and a, you're put in that position. Yeah, how much of it is more about the smoke instead of the fire? Seriously, what it comes down to it, and they people see that smoke. Oh, I want that, and other people see a different side of it, and then you get to what Jay said: you're wrong and I'm right, and and no one wants to hear what the middle ground can possibly be. Tigers came out strong against guys leaving the Live Golf Series, but you guys mentioned it. What if he's in that position as a young guy not having any money and you wave $100 million or whatever money in front of his face? 
he might have a different take yeah, and a different talk, perspective. You, talk, you, you sound a whole lot different when you got a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, 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 a but, whole lot yeah. different mm-hmm. when you got 50000 And, Freddie, I'm going to say this, too. Like, that also for the PGA Tour now, trust and believe, they're looking at Tiger Woods like, we can't let you retire. Oh, we hell can't, no. We yeah. can't let you retire. Mm-hmm. They're gonna like, re- how are we, gonna how we digging deeper in business with you, Tiger? Yep. And how are we expanding your role within uh, mm-hmm. where we're going forward? Yep. Because you are the one brand name that still attracts. Mm-hmm. You still rate tournaments for us. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when you speak volumes like that about our organization, like yep. we are paired together for a long time now. Tiger could literally not be you, able Tiger. to walk out there to wheel him out there. Yep. Wheel him out there. And don't think Tiger Woods does not know that as well. A guy that could be on the move could be Donovan Mitchell. Now with the Utah Jazz, maybe he could be traded. They put it out there over the weekend, the Utah Jazz, saying change is inevitable in the NBA. That's what the general manager said about a potential trade about Donovan Mitchell. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA Insider, when he was on Get Up, he said you're going to hear a lot about Donovan Mitchell heading to this team. In the trade for Rudy Gobert, the Jazz basically showed what their strategy is. They took back role players on expiring contracts to get four first-round picks in that deal. The New York Knicks have eight tradable first-round picks and a need and a desire for a star player like Donovan Mitchell, who is from the New York area. Some people believe that this is an inevitability. It's just a matter of what price can be negotiated. Other teams are interested in Mitchell, and it could go a different direction. They could keep Mitchell, or at least posture they're going to keep Mitchell. But I think we're going to hear a lot about Donovan Mitchell in the New York Knicks in the coming days. Oh, Jay, how much do the Knicks want him? Who, I mean, who said that? Brian Windhorst, ESPN. Hot sauce, Freddie. Uh, I think I think we've been saying that on this show for a while before Wendy said yeah, it, but that's fine. That's true. That's fine. We'll that's pay true. it off. That's what we do. Pay off on it. There I, you go. No, Jay, we only react to other people saying things, not you. Sorry. Yes, Pat. Sorry, understood. Kevin. Yeah. Savage. Yes. Pat Costello. Savage. But I, I mean, the reality, like like I said earlier during the six o'clock hour, like it is. This is something that has felt inevitable for the Knicks for a while. Not only do they have all the collateral, and we can get into the basketball specifics later, but not only do they have all the collateral as far as all the pieces, right, the assets to go get it, but also, like, there's a key talks about being comfortable, right? He would be comfortable here. Like, one of the most understated stories uh, as it relates to Donovan Mitchell is the relationship that he's had with his assistant coach, O'Brien, right? Uh, a guy who was with Utah for a while. They were very, very close when Donovan was out there from a working out perspective, from just a conversation perspective, I've heard this from so many people close to Donovan about that. He is now on the staff. So having that, understanding that he's from this area and that they have the collateral in place for Utah to get what they want to rebuild their team with those assets, this is what the Knicks have been collecting all these assets for, to go out and get a guy like Donovan Mitchell. You got to do it. So what does this lead to, though, getting Donovan Mitchell? Does it lead to the ultimate goal of an NBA title? Or is there still work to be done? Does it set the foundation for years to come? Is that what you're looking for? Because if my mind serves me right, getting a point guard, a smaller guard, so to speak, a one or two, doesn't lead to a championship when you got a star that is a on the verge of becoming a bubbling superstar, when teams trade for those guys, it doesn't lead to NBA titles. So what is the ultimate goal for the New York Knicks? This isn't Drew Holiday coming from New Orleans, joining forces with Giannis and Middleton who are already there. 
this is a, a team that has Julius Randle, Barrett, and Donovan Mitchell, so to speak. Does that get you an NBA title? No, it doesn't get you an NBA title key, but similar to what we see with Baker Mayfield going down to Carolina for Matt Rule, and you saying Matt Rule's on the hot seat, trust and believe, Leon Rose and company, like they're they're on that hot seat. They're on that same hot seat. So, you know, the the names, the big time names that have been coming up that we tried to link to the Knicks, guys like Dame Lillard, guys like Kevin Durant, they haven't been able to land any of those guys. No doubt. And I get it that I would want patience as a general manager to build through the draft, but like, ain't everybody have the same patience level they have for OKC, right? So in New York, <laughs> New York yeah. it's a different beast. So you're looking at this team saying they made the playoffs two years ago. They didn't make the playoffs. They regressed heavily last year. Granted, injuries, other things come into play, but we're questioning whether Tibbs is the guy key. So you almost feel if you're Leon Rose, understanding the history of a lot of the personnel around your organization has came from CAA. Once again, Donovan Mitchell is a CAA client. It is set up to have that kind of name. It almost feels like you have to make this type of decision for this team, considering so you, where you are. So you, so you make this decision for this team, you put him on the roster, and from there you go and you essentially grab another two CAA clients or a CAA client and something else, and now you take a model that clutch LeBron James, Rich Paul, and Maverick Carter instilled in their journey and quest to win NBA titles? Is that what they're getting ready to do? You do something similar. I mean, I I don't know if it has the same result as Clutch and Rich Paul, but I, it, they've been playing the same game. They've been using the same playbook. Um, look, I, I, even though they're undersides with Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, I mean, you, you could have made that case in Utah, mm-hmm. right, uh, with their backcourt being undersized, but with Conley and, and Mitchell as well. But I, I like that toughness, and I, I like what that does is that – put you to contend in the Eastern Conference? Mm-hmm. No, but that's a team that should make the playoffs. You bring in a Donovan Mitchell, you bring in a guy that's going to be the dude. And the Knicks don't have that right now. They're hoping Jalen Brunson could be it, or that R.J. Barrett can be that. Julius Randle thought he could be that, and it turned out not to be the case. He's going to have to be a second a second fiddle guy. But you bring in a Donovan Mitchell, you bring in a guy that's a dude. And everybody's going to respect that and follow that lead a lot more than what they have right now. Just my opinion. If they're able to make that trade, the New York Knicks and Utah Jazz. And they have the assets to do it. If he's out there worthy enough, you go get a dude like that because dudes like that aren't around. And they don't come around like this potentially. If you're an organization like the Knicks, they always seem to be treading water, trying to find a way to move up and be a championship contender, which they have not been for a long, long time. You can always hit us up anytime you want. The phone number is there for you at 888 espn 888-729-3776. Also appreciate you joining us in Keyshawn, Jalen, and Max. This is ESPN Radio. And we bring in Pat Costello, the Fordham Flash that he is, a graduate of Fordham University in the Boogie Down Bronx, and he's going to do a little take your pick. He boo. throws it at us. <laughs> boo, boo, when it comes to Jay Williams, he throws it at us, and we'll take our pick NFL style right here on ESPN Radio and Six and Channel 80. Just boom me because I'm not from L.A., aren't I, Key? Is that what it is? Uh, so we're doing take your pick for division winners, fellas. So we'll start with the AFC East. Take your pick. Who is going to win? The Bills, the Patriots, the Dolphins, or the Jets? I think it's going to start with the Buffalo Bills. I think they are prime, ready to make a strong run in the Super Bowl. We saw what happened in the divisional game against the Kansas City Chiefs a year ago. 
They lose Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator, to the New York Giants as a head coach. Ken Dorsey slides into that situation. That's really the only worry that I have is I want to see the rhythm and the play calling of what it looks like on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I would say even getting Von Miller, that the, the talent is there for Buffalo. Obviously, Josh Allen, he's on the high favorites to be MVP candidate. I, I, I think this is their division to, to lose. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to challenge them, honestly. I could see two teams in the division going to the playoffs. But, yeah, Buffalo, it would not surprise you if they win this division by more than two to three games. That's how strong they are above anybody else in the AFC East. We'll just see if they can actually pay it off because – you know, a little bit, little bit of hype around them. Let's see if they can actually live up to any of it. The AFC North, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Ravens, take your pick, Key. Who is going to win that division? Well, here's what I would say. I'm going to give you two. Depending on what happens with the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson, okay. if he plays at least 10 games, I'm going to say that it's the Cleveland Browns. If he plays less than 10 games, it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess. I, I just don't know what the Deshaun Watson situation is going to be. So mm-hmm. until I really know that, I, I can't really answer this question. I, I would probably favor okay. Cincinnati, but I am not discounting Baltimore at all. That's where I'm leaning. I think it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens because I, want, I can't wait to see how Cincinnati, even though they made improvements in the offensive line, how they're going to handle being the hunted instead of the hunter. I've seen how the Baltimore Ravens have been able to deal with that with Lamar Jackson as their quarterback. And I firmly believe – they will not be as much of a mass unit towards the end of the year like they were. Those things don't happen in back-to-back the years unless you're the Los Angeles Chargers. It seems to happen to them all the time. I don't think it's going to happen to the Baltimore Ravens. Even without a top-flight wide receiver, they're going to be the toughest team in that division. I want to see how the Bengals handle being that team on the schedule. I think it's possible the Ravens win that division and go from worst to first in the AFC North. I think we can all agree it's not going to be the Steelers and Mitchell because that's a terrible name for a quarterback. AFC South, <laughs> Titans, Colts, Texans, Jaguars. Who you got? Take your pick. You know, surprisingly, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts in this situation. I think getting Matt Ryan certainly proved that they got the best quarterback in the division. You know, I know that Ryan Tannehill has shown over the last couple years that he could lead a team into the playoffs, but that was heavily on Derrick Henry. Although they missed Henry a little bit last year, we saw it. Tannehill did against Cincinnati. He gave the game away. The Texans aren't anything. The Jags are still out to prove. Yeah, I'm with you on the Colts, Key. And and seeing last year with Carson Wentz, what he was able to do decently, uh, even though ultimately it led to failure in the playoffs, Jonathan Taylor's still on that team. I think they have the pieces there. I think Matt Ryan's the missing link. Darius Lynn is one of the best defensive players in the league at linebacker. For my money, he may be the best inside linebacker National Football League. We talk about guys on the other side of the ball. That's a dude for the Indianapolis Colts. Guys, I'm with you on this one. And I still wonder how Tennessee will recover from being a number one seed and having that loss in Cincinnati with your quarterback through three interceptions. Sometimes you don't get over that the next season's motivation. I'm with you on the on the Colts. I think they are going to be that good. Adding Matt Ryan to that defense and that running game is only going to make them even more special in 2022. And here I thought you were all going to go with the Jaguars. Uh, the big one, AFC West, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. Tough call. Key, who you got? Take your you know, pick. I go back and forward here in the AFC West. One minute I'm taking the Chargers, the next minute I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Today I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs followed up by the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Denver Broncos, and Russell Wilson along with Jay Will on the back end. Leave <laughs> me along with me. <laughs> well, because you are a major Russell Wilson apologist. I'm not an apologist. Stop telling the American people that. <laughs> I think he's people. under. I think he's underrated on this show. And size. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, I, <laughs> I'll probably go with I'll go with the Chargers. I, I think this is going to be a year that Justin Herbert's going to continue to ascend, mm-hmm. and I also think Brandon Staley and his short stint as head coach has learned a lot okay. as it relates to play calling down the stretch. Uh, I think there'll be a better feel for the game if they can put that together. Actually, take them to win the division. Okay, I'm still taking the Chiefs until I see until I see it. Somebody else knocking them off. I'm not going to believe it. Jay, you're right about the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert's a lot closer to being a league quarterback than people want to give him credit for. That's a bad boy throwing the football. And I know how good Derek Carr is going to be with the Raiders and getting Devontae Adams. But until I see somebody dethrone the Chiefs, they are the biggest, baddest boys in that division. I'm taking the Chiefs, and our mind's not going to be changed if somebody changes it in that division. I'm going with the Broncos because I think they have unlimited potential. Uh, NFC East. You're just like Sierra, that's why you're going with the Broncos. <laughs> well, I. Un- or in a unlimited, video. get it? Well. It's not, a bad, it. like, it's not a bad like. I'll be over here. It's not a bad like at all. Not hating on the like. We we understand the like. <laughs> uh, NFC East. Pat, Pat, Pat wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> no NFC one would have East. a chance. Shoot your shot, Pat. I don't even have a chance at your birthday party. <laughs> NFC East. Eagles, Cowboys, Commanders, Giants. Tread lightly. I would think that, look, here, here's where it's going to start for me. The Dallas Cowboys, because they got the best quarterback in the division. But yet and still... The Philadelphia Eagles certainly gotten better. They go out and get A.J. Brown. We know what Devontae Smith is. They take the two defensive players out of Georgia. They certainly upgraded that. Jalen Hurts, full-time starter in his second year. They're going to be right there with the Cowboys. But I think Dallas, to start the season, looks like the favorite. Yeah, I think Dallas is missing some pieces. I'm going to go with the Eagles here, just you know, for all the reasons Key just said. But I also think it's going to be a breakout year for Jalen Hurts. I, mm-hmm. You know, we always – talk to so many people that come on the show and question about his long ball and the accuracy of, you know, when he throws the ball deep down the field. I think this is going to be a year where Jalen Hurts proves that he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC. If he has that breakout year, Jay Will, I'm with you. They win this division. So I'll wait and see. I believe he's going to be a little bit better than what we saw last year in his first full year as a starter. Is that going to be enough? And they've added some pieces to help them out. That running game is still going to be there, although I don't think they're going to lead the NFL in rushing again like they did last year. So I'm going to take the Dallas Cowboys. He's right. They're the best quarterback in the division. I know they lost Amari Cooper. They're going to fortify that wide receiver group. They're going to be fine. To me, the key is Ezekiel Elliott. He's got to have a return to sender. He's got to be better the last couple of years. If he's even a little bit better, the Cowboys are going to win this division. Hot sauce. What is a breakout? To me, Jalen Hurts has to go. To me, Jalen has to be a guy that completes sixty-five percent of his passes and has twenty-seven touchdowns to about ten interceptions. And you're making plays on third and six. You make that key throw on third and four. You make that key run. You're able to deliver in key situations and win those ball, win those kind of ball games out at home on the road. If he's able to do that, he can't just be a game manager. At a certain point, he's got to go out there and make plays to the quarterback position. I've seen, I've seen Dak Prescott do that with the Dallas Cowboys. If he's able to do that a little bit more for Philadelphia, they're going to win that division. If he's fair to Midland a little bit more than last year, they're not going to beat out the Cowboys in that division. The NFC North, Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions, key. I feel like I know the answer to this. Packers, easy, going away. Let's move. Packers, next up. What they said, let's move on. NFC South, Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Panthers? I think it's the New Orleans Saints. Oh, 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 jeez. Never buckle up. (laughs) I see what you did there, Pat. (laughs) I think the Saints win this division. They've got probably offensively, skill position-wise, the best talent in the division. Um, When you think about Chris Olave and Landry and Michael Thomas, can't guard Mike, former offensive MVP, number 13, coming back off injury. Then they get Jameis Winston. 
Sean Payton is a key factor in this because he's no longer on the sidelines. Dennis Allen's got to show his worth. But I think it's the Saints all the way. See, I think Who there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve yeah. for Dennis Allen in his first year. Um, and I, I, I see this team, even though they have all the talent, kind of maybe not achieving the level that they thought they could achieve throughout the regular season. Now, maybe that comes to fruition. They find their groove in the postseason, which I think is definitely feasible. But as it relates to winning the division, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Tom Brady. This division is going to go down to the final two weeks. That's how I think these two teams are going to be that close. Both of these defenses are going to play really well. When you got the Saints on one side, and you got the Buccaneers with Devin White, Levante David leading that linebacker core, and Shaq Barrett rushing the pass on the other side. We know Tom Brady's going to do it, Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans, but we also know what the Saints are going to do offensively. I'm going to take the Buccaneers to win this by one game, but both of these two are legitimate threats if everything breaks well to get out of the NFC and get to the Super Bowl. Last one, NFC West, Rams, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks. Take your pick, Key. Who's going to win that division? The Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams are going to win the division, Pat. I think when you talk about some of the pieces that are in play there, yeah, Von Miller's gone. Von Miller came in the middle of the year. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on the defensive side of the ball. They still have a young nucleus at corner in David Long, who was drafted out of Michigan, slides into the spot that Hill vacated, gives them an opportunity on the defensive side. Allen Robinson comes over Chicago in free agency. Robert Woods is shipped to Tennessee. OBJ is on the shelf with the ACL, but Cooper Cup is still in the lineup. Cam Akers is in the lineup. Matthew Stafford. But the caveat for them, much like the Buccaneers, both coordinators come back. Sean McVay, that coordinator slash head coach, as well as Raheem Morris on the defensive side of the ball. They don't lose much at all, at all. So I would favor the Rams, but one of the teams I'm really watching down the stretch is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. And okay. obviously getting, you know, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, D-Hop, uh, them being fully and complete, I think can make a world of a difference. But how they finish down the stretch has been the stress point for a lot of Cardinal fans in the sure. Red Sea, right? I mean, look yep. at Cliff Kingsbury's career and how he's done down the stretch. The, the records have been speaking for themselves. So for him and Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray's health, and the way Cliff Kingsbury teach, uh, coaches down the stretch, if those two things can align, I like where the Cardinals are going. I love the way the Cardinals have improved each and every year. That is something that's lost by what Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray have been able to do together. But I'm with Key on this with the Los Angeles Rams because there are plenty of people say, well, you guys are not going to have Vaughn Miller. And they're like, well, we still got the best player pound for pound in football, Aaron Donald, on the defensive line. He can solve a lot of problems that Von Miller's not going to be able to help him with. They're going to be fine defensively. They're going to be really good offensively again. I think going into the season, they may be the best team in the NFL when it comes to the Rams. I got them winning this division, but they're going to be bloodbaths in each and every game because nobody likes anybody in the NFC West, and that makes it such a great, great division. Thanks for joining us on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. I'm Hot Sauce Freddie Coleman, and you're going to find out that the truth and the future is now when it comes to college football, whether you like it or not. That's after Jay has this from Cheerios. Hot Sauce Freddie. Uh, let me actually get the read up here. Just give me a second, guys. You want us to riff while you, until you get to it? Nope. Okay. You if you're it. someone who skips breakfast, you're really missing out. And no, downing a cup of coffee as you're running out the door doesn't count as breakfast, especially when you can start your morning the right way with a bowl of heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios. You should already know this, but if you need a reminder, Honey Nut Cheerios have the irresistible taste of golden honey and provide 12 essential vitamins and minerals, making it a family favorite. So don't wait. 
pour your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It is Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie Coleman, and for Max Kellerman, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as tune in. Nick Saban, Alabama head coach, he said, hey, you're going to have to deal with it when it comes to mega conferences. He said in the Always Couch Football podcast, and I quote, I think we're going to deal with it in a greater capacity than ever before because I think mega conferences are probably here to stay, end quote. Let's bring in a man who's a college football Hall of Famer, won a Heisman Trophy, one of the great coaches in the history of college football, win of 217 games. He is the head ball coach. Steve Spurrier joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max. And, Coach, you dealt with Nick Saban personally and also on the field. What are your thoughts, what he had to say about mega conferences are not going to go away when it comes to college football? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to be on with you guys, Amen. Keyshawn, Jalen, and Max. Uh, I see you on TV a lot also, and I didn't uh, realize y'all have your radio, I guess, on at the same time. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a new day. It's a new day of college football. I'm sort of glad I'm not in this new day. Uh, The old days I thought was very uh, good for everybody in the fact that you had football season. Then you had recruiting season, which was about two months, really. Then you had national signing day, and then you had a little summer. Then you had a little summer camp. And then preseason and away you go. So uh, the coaches, uh, the schedule was very, very good. I thought for just hey, get get your team and and train them and to play the best you can. But it's a new day with all this NIL and all the money that's floating around. Uh, but I got a feeling the same teams are still going to be there at the end of the year. So we'll just have to wait and see. Coach, do you think these mega conferences are the right way to go for college football? Clearly. You know, teams like USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten Conference and Oklahoma, Texas going to the SEC, and I'm sure we'll see a host of others here. I would over imagine the you'd like years. to see that Pac 12 stay intact. And <laughs> no, Cal no, coach. Be competing uh, for championships. But, no. Uh, yeah, they've, uh, they're going to join the Big Ten, they and UCLA. But. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess money talks. Money talks, and uh, I sort of liked it the old way. But then again, uh, the big conferences and more money for everybody uh, seems the way we're headed. Uh, maybe the, uh, the playoff will at least go to eight, eight, twelve teams, and, and a few more teams at least can can have a shot at the big picture. The way basketball and baseball do it, you know, they got what sixty-eight teams in basketball, sixty-four or something like that. Uh, but football, they only have uh, four teams with a shot, and it's the same ones every year. So maybe this uh, this will have a way of getting uh, the, the playoffs a little larger. Steve Spurrier, College Football Hall of Fame, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Steve, this is Jay Williams from Duke. First off, I, I, I have to ask you, why'd you leave our school? We need, we, why? Duke? Steve, why? Why? It breaks my, my heart every time goal. I see a picture of you, yeah, every time I, I go to the arena. What? I tell people all the time, it, down here in Florida, I would never have been the coach at Florida if we hadn't won the ACC championship at Duke back in 89. Mm-hmm. So I, I owe that team and I owe Duke uh an awful lot and i try to mention them uh, and that 89 duke team as often as i can well let me go to one of the teams in the acc or that kind of competed in the acc for a minute what would you do as it relates to notre dame joining a conference right now if you were in control of what notre dame had to do yeah i used to ask the commissioner of the sec uh commissioner Slive. Uh, they were talking about having a meeting with all the conference uh presidents of the conference or directors, you know, and the Notre Dame, Notre Dame athletic director. And I said, y'all treat Notre Dame like they're their own special conference, don't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, yeah, I guess we do. But uh, I don't know. I would I would think that they would get into the modern times and, and join a, a conference and uh, play for the conference championship and go from, go from there. But uh seems like they want to stay independent. But uh, I would think it, it would really be – uh, a lot bigger deal if they did join uh, either the Big Ten or the ACC and, and go from there. You were a part of, when I say a part of the kind of revolution in college football in terms of the SEC when you got to Florida and then they had the SEC championship game. That really kind of ushered in the modern era of football. Coach Spur, I'm not going to say it's led it to where we are now, mega conferences, but how much do you look back that when the SEC decided to have that conference championship, that really became a sea change in college football? Yeah, I was glad to see uh, Commissioner Kramer uh, was the commissioner then mm-hmm. that put it together. And uh, it's sort of like uh, every every sport in the world, uh, you have a chance to play for your conference championship. And obviously there was uh, too many teams. You can't play everyone during the course of the season. So it was a championship game atmosphere. And, uh, you know, if you're a competitor or a player, you really look forward to that. So I, I was very happy he put that together and, and then, I, obviously, the other conferences started doing it, and uh, it, it created, uh, I think, a lot more excitement at the end of the year for all the fans uh, to try to win their conference championship. And then later they put the four teams together, or actually the two teams to play for the national at first, and then they yep. said, well, we'll go to four teams. Uh, so hopefully they'll expand it a little bit more here in two or three years. Coach, you had some big-time college recruits, the Jacquez Greens, the Riddell Anthony's, the Ike Hilliards, the Danny Warfels, the Javon Curses, and so on and so on. If you had got your hands on this NIL money and had access to it like some of these other universities that are out there right now, what type of damage do you think you would have done in the SEC? <laughs> you know, a lot of these schools are doing it the way I think it was intended to, to be done is that uh, during recruiting, 
we're going to sort of we're going to follow the old rules. We're not going to promise you uh, a whole bunch of money or give you a whole bunch of money until after you come, and after you come and play your first year, then you're entitled to make whatever deal uh, you can make for yourself. But uh, obviously, some of the wealthy schools they're they're putting the money up first uh, instead of you know going and earning it. Uh, sort of interesting, Keyshawn. I was listening to Tiger Woods talk about the game of golf, mm-hmm. and he said, "I believe you have to go earn it. And if you play well, you practice, and you become really good at it, then you're going to get rewarded." And he said, "This new uh, LIV tour, they give you the money up first, and uh, that's sort of what we're doing in college football. Some of these guys are getting the money first instead of uh, you know going and earning it. But." Uh, it is what it is, and uh, but a lot of schools, I think, are using the approach, hey, once you get here, you can make as much money as your agent can uh, and get you endorsements and so forth, uh, but we're not giving money up front. And, uh, but a lot of schools are doing that, so they're – the, the kids that want the money up front, there's schools out there that will give it to them. Well, real quick, oh. Coach, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think you, you should earn it first, and then after that, uh, you know, it is free country, and I think the Supreme Court, when they passed the uh, the NIL rules and so forth, I think they meant that, hey, after a, a player's done very well at his school and he's got a chance to go make some money, uh, he's entitled to do that. But uh, now they've turned it into, well, here's what we're going to get you if you just sign with us. Uh, uh, but not all schools are doing it. Just, I don't know how – I don't know the exact number that are given a whole bunch of money up front – uh, but several are, certainly. Yeah, you hear that, Jay? Will? Basketball, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> we used to have to go earn it, right, Keyshawn? <laughs> yeah. We, hey, yeah. hey, Coach, that's what we did at USC. We went and earned it. Yeah, yeah, they did, that's Coach. Right. Yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. Always great to catch yeah. it with the Hall of Fame coach and Heisman Trophy winner, Steve Spurrier, the man who mm-hmm. famously said, you can't spell citrus without UT because Florida beat Tennessee every year. He joined us here, Keyshawn, oh, Jay, Will, and Not Max. every year. Not every year, but uh, most years. Most years, though, no. No doubt yeah. about that. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest All of your right, summer, good too. Good talking to you guys. Take you care. Right, Bye-bye. Sounds good. By the way, he's Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. And what is it going to be like? I had to correct him, Freddie. He called me Jalen. I was like, oh, this that's, is, no, that, no, that's, this that's, is, that, no. That's okay. It's your name. It's It is your name, <laughs> and you want to make sure that people get your name right so no one is going to punish you. When it comes to something like that, so you did, but stop, you politely stop, didn't. Stop you, complaining, Jalen. <laughs> see, I <laughs> see. It's there you it go. Takes. That's all it takes. We're going to react to what Coach Fred had to say in terms of earning it, NIL, and the new world of college football. That's next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Kevin Durant loves showing out on social media, whether you like it or not. I'm not against it. Free country, free social media. Say whatever you want. But J. Will, that word legacy came up, and he gave love, and it had nothing to do with basketball. Like, I, I try to tell people, man, I, I, stuff online does not bother me. Me neither. There's, uh, there are days where people have called me like, oh, you're trending, or... I'm like, so? Like, so who, who cares? You know, everybody else reacts to it. Um, but I have also not lived in my life at the degree that KD or LeBron have in the social media media eye at all. But, like, he is – he does think about his legacy. Everybody thinks about their legacy. Sure. But at the end of the day, KD has to make a decision for what he wants to do, for what he wants to do. And where those chips fall, Key, is where those chips will fall. But if he's thinking about his legacy, he got things about he has to think about what he wants to do. That's all. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I don't. It's it's hard for me, in, in when it comes to stuff like that, because I, I'm different. Mm-hmm. My mindset, my mentality is different. I never thought about my legacy. My legacy was to be able to make money and get my family out of poverty, and not give two blanks about what anybody thought or said. Mm-hmm. So my that's why I'm a little different when it comes to Katie and how he thinks. And I wish he would think more like me and less like himself Mm -hmm. because he's too good of a player to even worry about that. And and in that situation, you going to force them to have to like the, the way you want it by your play on the court. And he's already done that. So, but you know, it's his personality, his mentality is to be rabbit ears and worry about what people think. I mean, look, if he goes to Golden State, you know, his legacy will be that he's one of the greatest gifted players the game of basketball has ever seen. Him and Steph will have had one of the best duos the game of basketball has ever seen. He just would have gone to somebody else's team mm-hmm. to do it. And I would never call him this, but you would have a lot of people that would mention him. Like, I've heard people say this already. Oh, if he goes, he's like a Robin. I'm like, well, he's a Batman, but, you know, 
I know what I'm saying. Thing. I you know what I say. Yeah, and I'm pulling up to the Robin gas station to I, rack up I, I, my I hear plane. you on that, Keith. I hear you on that. But if this stuff is hitting them now, how is it going to hit them then? Kevin and I'm going to the Hall of Fame, right. and y'all going to be watching me. Yeah, Kevin Durant should be, uh, this is not trying to tell somebody what to do, you should only worry about what pleases you on your roof. And I think the more and more he gets comfortable with that, that's why I don't mind him clapping back at people because he become more and more comfortable whatever his legacy is going to be. Gas up my plane. <laughs> Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie, coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, as well as Sirius XM Channel 80. So Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, Joined us not even five minutes ago. And you know, Steve, Coach Spur, he is not going to be shy about having an opinion on anything, especially when it comes to modern times and big time college athletics and big time college football. With everybody pooling together for mega conferences, Notre Dame still being Notre Dame. And the head ball coach said, Hey, Notre Dame is 2022, not 1922. I would think that they would get into the modern times and join a conference and, uh, Play for the conference championship and go from go from there. But seems like they want to stay independent. But uh, I would think it, it would really be a, a lot bigger deal if they did join uh, either the Big Ten or the ACC and and go from there. If you're Notre Dame, you can try to be that outlier key and say we don't need to do that. Teams will schedule you, but not on your terms. It's going to be on their terms, and you want how that's going to fly with Notre Dame football. Yeah, they Notre Dame. You know, they feel like because of the NBC deal, they're different than everybody else in college football. They haven't really done a whole lot in college football recently. They've gone to a championship here, fought for a title there, but they never they haven't won anything. And I think a lot of that has to do with being able to attract the right athletes. And they haven't been able to attract the right athletes that can beat the teams that they go up against and face to try to get a championship. If they join a conference, it's only going to help them attract those students. Most of the student athletes that they attract can get into any university in the country, as well as the ones that they don't get can get into any university in the country. But they can't land them because Notre Dame has such a negative, I don't know, just like a negative spin on things. Because the first thing, all you got to do is say, you ain't going to win nothing. You're not going to win anything, and and the first thing people say is, oh, well. And that's why Brian Kelly left. He left because he realized, I can't get the student athlete into the school that I'm looking for to go up against Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and some of these other teams that I've got to face. I, I think it's inevitable that they go to a conference. It, you would, you it, would it, think, right? Yeah. yeah it just it, It's like almost free agency. It's like, who courts us? The best. Um, and, and how is this stuff going to pan out? Are we going towards a big two? Uh, it looks like that's what we're going towards. Let, let's watch. And as we continue to watch, we'll navigate and survey the landscape, and we'll see what's in front of us. And then when we feel like we need to make a decision, in which you know, all those things that Key just made mention to, or why it probably behooves them to join a bigger conference, then I, I have no doubt they'll make that decision. Don't make, get left behind, though, Jake. That's, yeah. that's my thing, though, Key. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it would, Notre Dame, it would just make all the sense in the world. You join the Big Ten, you got Ohio State, you got USC, you got Michigan, you got Michigan State. Automatically, that's going to put so much more coin in your pocket, it's going to be ridiculous the kind of attention those games are going to get. 
I, I, Key, let me ask because you, you know you football way better than me. Though, if you know because you 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 uh, you made the the case that you know academically where they are, then how much pressure does that put on Notre Dame to loosen a lot of those standards in order to compete at the highest level if they were to join a conference like the Big Ten? It would be the Big Ten academically is strong from top to bottom. Understood. Um, outside of Nebraska and maybe Iowa, the rest of the Big Ten Conference, off the top of my head, Indiana's, Ohio State's, and Michigan's, those are really Wisconsin, USC, UCLA, Mm -hmm. are really hard to get into, no matter how good of an athlete you are. But I think Notre Dame will give people a little more, a better feeling about the athletes that are students at that university to allow them to get in. Um, but I don't. I just don't know if they can attract the same caliber of player that USC and Michigan, Ohio State, can consistently attract. I know you're saying, well, it's Notre Dame, Key, they're on TV, but it's a different type of athlete. That section of the country, that small little South Bend, isn't for everybody. And you say, well, what about Columbus and Ann Arbor? But it's Columbus. Yeah, it's, a city. it's Ann Arbor. There's, it's just a different feel for those type of players. And then, obviously, USC is out west. You can get anybody to come to USC because of the weather. NIL will be very big for Notre Dame. And here's why I say that, because if they participate in it, exactly, because if you're Notre Dame more than ever before, Key, you made the point about South Bend. It's it's not far, far away from Chicago, far enough for you're a young person. If you're going to Los Angeles, you're going to Columbus, you're going to Gainesville, those college towns make a big, big difference. And Steve Spurrier talked about NIL, what he thinks about it in modern times. I think you, you should earn it first, and then after that, uh, you know, it is free country, and I think the Supreme Court, when they passed the uh, NIL rules and so forth, I think they meant that, hey, after a, a player's d- done very well at his school and he's got a chance to go make some money, uh, he's entitled to do that. But uh, now they've turned it into, well, here's what we're going to get you if you just sign with us. Uh, but not all schools are doing it. Just, I don't know the exact number that are giving a whole bunch of money up front, uh, but several are. And Notre Dame, with that brand, Jay and Keyshawn, could really be a player in IL to kind of level off what everybody else is going to wind up doing and continue to do. Do they want to do it, though? That, that's the question. Do they want to keep this yeah. fake, clean image that they run around with, or do they want to play dirty? Because if they want to play dirty, then they got action. If they don't want to play dirty, they ain't going to have no action. Because Coach Spurrier that's said a, it without saying it. Yep, I mean, that, that's, that's what comes along with doing business, right? I mean, it's that's a good point. That's that's what the free market has, mm-hmm. and that's what it dictates. Well, welcome to business in 2022. Yeah, whether you like it or not, Notre Dame, that conference will won't have to beg you if you want to continue to be on the outside looking in. Great stuff from Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming from Max Kellerman. Thanks for joining us, Keyshawn, Jay Williams, Max. Free Freddie sauce. Hot sauce, Freddie. Hot sauce, Freddie. Hot sauce, Freddie. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.